Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Preparation Company's Talking USMLE Podcast. My name is Dr. Paul and today I want to welcome you to another episode where we are going to discuss the five pillars of successful Step 2 CS prep. Students always ask me when they're starting their prep, what do I need to do? And it's a very vague, general, broad question with a very detailed answer. So in today's episode, I want to give you an answer for that question of where do I start? What do I do? And so if you're just getting started and you're lost, you're not sure what to do, what resources to use, stick around. This episode is for you. Before we dive in today, guys, if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating. And once you're done the episode, leave us a review. Let us know how we are doing. Now let's dive in and let's talk about the five pillars of successful Step 2 CS prep. And like I said at the intro, this podcast is in the answer to the question students constantly pose of, where do I start? I'm taking my CS in three months. Where should I start? What do I do? What resources do I use? Now. Of course, we bring students in and we work with them one-on-one for 30, 40 hours a week. So obviously in a podcast, I can't give you all of the details, but what I want to do is lay out some of the big pillars, some of the foundational principles that we recommend that you take and you use to make sure that you put your best foot forward when you begin your step two CS prep from the very start. So let's just dive in. Now, the very first pillar that you need to make sure is in place in order to succeed on your CS, believe it or not, is to develop a solid CK foundation. Now remember, the CK and the CS are two exams that are very, very similar. If you don't have a strong clinical knowledge foundation, you will struggle to come up with differentials on your exam, to come up with the support. You'll struggle during the interview to really quickly identify exactly what's going on so that you can then ask the correct questions to further support your differentials. So it's extremely important that you have a strong CK foundation. Without this, you will be in trouble. And so I think the the remedy to this issue is make sure that you study for CK and CS simultaneously. They, 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 they very closely intertwined. The stuff you learn in your CK studies will directly impact your overall CS score. So you want to have a strong CK foundation before you even start your CS prep. The second pillar is to understand with great detail exactly what is expected of you on the exam. And this is probably the biggest pillar because there's so much that you need to understand before you just dive in. One of the biggest mistakes students make is just starting their CS prep by just doing cases. There's so much that goes into strong, solid step two CS prep. For example, you have to understand what each subcomponent requires of you. You have the CIS, the ICE, and the SET. It's not just enough to know, well, the ICE is about gathering information. The CIS is about interpersonal skills and communication. The SEP is about spoken English proficiency. You need to know with great detail what all of the little subcomponents of each one of these subcomponents are, and the USMLE lays that out for you on their website. Now, what I've done is I've taken it a step further. I actually wrote a full book that is basically A to Z step two CS prep. And a lot of it is breaking down the different subcomponents of the exam and explaining to you exactly what you need to do 
in order to get as many points as possible for Sis, Ice, and Set. So you can get a free sample of this book at drpaulusmle.com. You can get the first, I believe, four or five chapters for free. And if you just want to buy the book for $20, go to drpaulusmle.com cs, and you can get the full book for only $20. Now, either way, what I've done with this book is I've taken essentially everything I know about CS prep, and I've, I've written um, detailed, detailed analysis of each of the subcomponents, what the USMLE expects of you, and then how to actually deliver on what they expect. So it's one thing to know, you know, they want you to learn to foster the relationship. What does that exactly mean? In my book, I go into great detail, give you tons of examples. In the book, I also go over everything like mnemonics, how to do physical exam maneuvers, how to answer challenging questions, and just all of the other little things that you have to do throughout the encounter to make sure that overall you do a good job. Doing a case is like going out and playing the game. And you need to know the rules of the game before you start to play. So yeah, you could grab a basketball and you can go out and shoot some hoops with your friends and play. But if you sat down, read a little bit of theory about basketball, understood the mechanics of shooting, dribbling, playing defense, playing offense, before you even went out to play, you are going to be so much better and you're going to get that much more out of your game. So if you can take this book and learn everything inside of it before you even do a case, you will have so much intimate knowledge of what it takes to do a case perfectly that you're going to get a lot more uh, results for your effort. And in fact, you could probably do 10 to 20% of what the average student does and get the same or better results because you know exactly what you're doing. You don't have to waste your time trying to figure it out. Okay. So like, again, you could get that book at drpaulusmle.com. That's the first four to five chapters for free or drpaulusmle.com slash CS for the whole book, 200 pages for 20 bucks. All right. Pillar number three is to pick the right study partners. Now, when it comes to prepping for CS, students make the biggest mistake of just choosing their best buds and practicing with them. Now, it's good, of course, to go through the motions, but you can't just pick someone who is afraid to tell you the truth. If, you, if, you, if you're terrible at something, if you're rude, if your demeanor sucks, if you have a bad attitude, you need someone that you can count on to be honest with you. So if your best friend can be honest with you, fantastic. But my, my best recommendation is to pick someone you know who will be honest with you, but also has a track record of success. Someone who is a hard worker, does well with their, with their exams, did well in step one, maybe passed CK already. Ideally, someone who's already passed CS would be ideal, but it's hard to just get someone to you know do 20 hours a week with you for CS prep um, because they have other things to do, of course. So keep that in mind. You want to make sure you pick a partner who you can trust is going to be honest with you. So if your best friend can't be honest with you because they don't want to hurt your feelings, don't study with them most of the time. You can, of course, use them to go through cases, but when you're starting out and you really need to iron out all the kinks, someone who's going to be honest with you is ideal. Now, the second half of the partner thing is to mix it up. You don't always want to use the same one or two people to practice because you're going to get comfortable with them and you need variety. You need to work with a bunch of different people so that you can encounter different um, approaches, different uh, personalities, different uh, you know degrees of attitude, uh, just a variety of different people will expose you to more um, different circumstances. And the more 
variety you get when you prep, the better. It's just like doing questions. The more questions you can do during your, your step one and your CK and your step three prep, the better because you expose yourself to variety. And the more variety you have, the more opportunity you have to expose yourself to weaknesses that you might have or things you just might have overlooked or not been thinking about correctly. So you also want to have some variety when you are doing your CS prep, have different partners. And if you're doing your clinicals, you know, uh, find a handful of people every week and say, Hey, you want to practice two cases later and just get that variety, get the, um, get the number of cases under your belt with different people. And you'll see that you get a lot better, a lot faster. Okay. The fourth pillar, and this is so important is to focus on your typing skills. Students, like I said, students jump into CS prep by doing cases first, when in fact they could do a lot better if they learned the theory underneath everything and then did cases. When it comes to typing your patient note, students think that they can just start typing notes and their weak typing skills will improve, but that doesn't work. What you wanna do, if you're, if you're not already able to type without looking at the keyboard, without looking at your hands, uh, at least you know 50 words, 40, 50 words a minute without making mistakes, you need to work on your typing skills because if you don't have strong typing skills, the stress of writing the note in that you know, 10 minute crunch um, when you have so much information to jot down is going to be trouble troublesome. So what you wanna do is if typing is a weakness of yours, get it into place. How do you do this? Just Google free typing classes and there's tons of exercises and games that you can do online that will teach you how to type faster, better without looking at your hands. And yes, this is, a, this is a time investment. Maybe it might take three to four weeks before you get any noticeable improvements, but it's time and energy well spent because if you don't have these skills in place before you, you actually take your exam, you probably will fail because you're not gonna finish your notes in time. And you know a lot of students are reluctant to take time and energy and put it into just improving the typing skills. But those students who do take that advice and do it and improve their typing skills see drastic improvements in their ability to write patient notes and finish under 10 minutes, okay? And if you're already able to do this, beautiful. You have one of the four pillars already in place. And the last pillar for step two CS success and prep is to get assessed. Now, it, it always blows our mind. Myself and Dr. Stavros talk about this constantly that students are not hesitant to buy NBME exams for step one, CK and step three uh, exam prep, right? NBMEs to assess your strengths, weaknesses, your approximate score range. Students don't even bat an eye when it comes to that. But when it comes to the CS, assessments aren't something that most people are looking for. But it's still, it just doesn't make sense to me because you want to know if what you're doing is good enough. And I know a lot of you are thinking, well, I'm doing rotations. I've, I've been a maybe a nurse or a PA, or I've been a doctor in my own country, I know how to interact with patients. The problem is, guys, that while you may be able to interact with patients in the real world, this isn't the real world. This is an exam setting. Real life circumstances are thrown out the window because if you can't gather all of the correct and relevant information in 15 minutes, time is up, you get kicked out of the room. In real life, you can take as much time as you need. If you can't write your patient note in 10 minutes or less on the exam, you're going to fail because you won't have all the information. In real life, you can take as much time as you want, right? In the exam setting, they are specifically trying to um, display different personality types 
so that they throw you off your game. In real life, if you encounter a patient who's maybe a pain in the butt or they're rude, you just do your job and you move on. You don't think about it. But you have to, on the exam, understand that the way you react to these certain situations will make a huge difference in whether you pass or you fail. So one of the most important things you can do is get assessed. You don't want to just go into your exam and think to yourself, I've got this. Because if you don't and you fail, there's a huge red flag that pops up when you apply for residency. So don't underestimate the importance of getting assessed, even if you think you're ready and your friends say, oh, you're doing a great job, get professional help. You wouldn't count on John, your friend at the uh, hospital, to create a bunch of multiple choice questions for you for your step one and assume, well, I got all of John's questions, right? So I must be in great shape. You would never do that. Don't do that for the CS. Don't count on someone's advice unless they've been doing CS prep professionally for years. Myself, Dr. Stavros, we've been doing this cumulatively together for over 20 years. We've seen it all. And we can look at someone within five minutes and tell you if you're going to pass or not. So whether you use us or you go somewhere else, I suggest you use us because we have the most experience. Get assessed. Even just jumping online through Skype or Zoom face-to-face from anywhere in the world, working for a half hour with myself, Dr. Stavros, we can tell you right away if you're going to pass. We can also tell you where your strengths lie, where your weaknesses lie, so that you can go and fix those. The worst thing you could possibly do is assume that you are in great shape, take your exam, and fail. You know, it costs a few bucks to get assessed and guarantee that you're going to pass or a few bucks to figure out that you might not pass, but to fix those issues before they really hamper your career. Okay, so those are the five pillars. If you're just starting out, I want you to keep that in mind. Number one was to develop a solid CK foundation. Number two was to understand with great detail exactly what is expected of you on the exam. And like I said, you can get uh, all of this in my book, 200 pages, drpaulusmle.com slash CS. That will give you all of the theory and the practical knowledge and skills that you need to go and put it into a case so that you can really kick butt in that case. The third pillar is to pick the right partners. Remember, pick someone who will be honest with you and then pick a variety of people so you're exposed to a variety of different situations, circumstances, and personalities. The fourth pillar was focus on improving your typing skills. And the fifth pillar was, of course, get assessed. If you take all of this and you put it into action, there's no way that you won't be successful on your Step 2 CS exam. So I really hope that was helpful. If it was and you guys are enjoying this, please leave a five-star rating, leave a review, let me know how we're doing, let me know what you'd like to hear in the future. And of course, if you're not yet subscribed, go ahead and click that subscribe button so that we can send you all of the new episodes when they come out every week. And finally, if you guys need help with your Step 2 CS prep, Don't hesitate to reach out to myself. I'm Dr. Paul. You can reach me on Instagram at DrPaulUSMLE. You can reach Dr. Stavros on Instagram at Dr.StavrosVMD. And of course, you can check out all of the different prep options that we offer on our website, which is www.step2csprep.com. Thank you all for stopping by. We will see you on the next episode.